So <clears throat> Sayadaw asked us to say something about acceptance this morning, his sense of it, really arising out of um, his comments yesterday afternoon about torpor, which elicited a couple of different responses like, what do you mean, accept it? And then you say, accept everything. But then, you know, you said, don't accept torpor. And what does that mean? So that's why he asked us to say a few things. Um, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. So first I want to uh, go back, because of course acceptance implies right attitude in the mind that's observing, recognizing the object and everything becomes an object just as it is, without greed, aversion, without making it me, with wisdom. But first I want to say, go back to um, mind and object. And a lot of people, it's been coming up often, we, we all kind of can get caught in the sense of um, trying so hard to recognize awareness. You know, like it, it comes to be this, it can be at times, right, a huge project, or, or sometimes it sounds like people are looking for something spectacular. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I have notes because I'm kind of going from stuff Sayadaw said in interviews. So he in one interview, I thought this was very helpful. He was talking about just um, just noticing and recognizing awareness. Don't make it so complicated. Just how to be really natural with the awareness. And, and you've heard all heard him say this. I'm just recapping, where he kind of gave three steps. Just being really natural. And the main thing is just that asking yourself over and over, am I aware right now? Is there awareness, right? So it's like, do I know that I'm seeing? You know, I'm hearing. What's happening? Am I aware of what's happening? It's really very relaxed and simple, huh? It's not that there has to be this amazing, spectacular clarity of awareness. But just, am I aware right now? And of course, as soon as there's that question, we are. You may have known there wasn't awareness the minute before, and now there is awareness. So he's always talking about uh, recognizing for ourselves the feel of what it's like when there's awareness and actually the feel of what it's like when, when there's not. And again, it's not rocket science. It's very relaxed. So this is where the steadiness comes in, you know, over and over and over. And that's what you've all been doing. And I'm sure, I am sure, that there's times that you've started, uh, maybe more than times, to see that the, the recognition of awareness uh, gets more natural and easy, right? You're not always every minute having to go, am I aware, am I aware? You know, where's the awareness? You start to trust it more. You can get a feel for it, right? And, and start to trust. It doesn't have to be this amazing clarity. It's just uh, knowing what's happening. And the second part of that is, you know, we've talked about the other day, uh, recognize that, you know, whatever's arising is object, and there's the mind that knows. And some people, several times people have said, well, it seems like the objects say sensation and the knowing of it, the awareness, they're not separate. I said, that's right. They both arise. Object and the knowing mind arise together. Consciousness and not arise together in every moment. He said in one group, it's like two sides of the same coin. 
So it's not that we can separate them. They're rising together, but they have different natures. Again, this is his language. So the nature of the object is to be known. Sensation, something to be known. Nature of the mind is to know. So those two things are happening, are happening together, but different natures. This isn't to think about. It's just to kind of, you know, put it in the back and it's to help direct our interest, our observation. So two sides of the same coin. Our habit, and for many of us also, it was a, a habit of meditation as well, and it can be useful, but the habit has been there's the object being a sensation or mood, greed can be an object, love can be an object, hearing, you know, whatever's arising at the six sense doors being known. And our habit can be to really glom into the object with our interest, with our awareness, with our energy, however, whatever word you want to use, with our attention. You know? And so even when we're investigating, we're often just investigating what is this object? How does it feel? How does it move? Is it getting stronger? Is it getting weaker? Which can be useful in strengthening attention. But here we want to also recognize the awareness that knows that object. And so if our habit is to so glom into the object, there's kind of not space to notice the awareness. So it's not like you have to like forget the object and turn around quick and find the awareness. No. <laughs> They're both right there, always right there. But maybe, this is my language now, maybe just a little bit looser a little bit lighter touch with the attention with the object. So there's just a little bit of space. And then, you know, Hasad is always talking about the right information. You know, so the right information is, okay, there's sensation, it's a thought, right information, there's the knowing of it. And just a little lighter touch of the sensation. Am I aware of the sensation? That's the knowing. So just to see that. Now the more we just gently, gently keep noticing this, keep noticing this, that's how we start to be able to notice the attitude in the mind that's aware, right? First we have to get comfortable recognizing, oh yeah, there's awareness right now. No big deal, but just recognizing it. Object and awareness coming together. As we're recognizing the awareness more, that's when we start to notice what's the attitude, you know? Right attitude. What's the attitude in the awareness? Again, this isn't thinking about it. It really comes to be a felt, almost intuitive sense after a while, from our own experience, not from assumption, from our own experience. So just this steady continuity. Am I aware? Object in knowing. A little lighter touch with the object. Steady, steady. I mean, whenever we forget, we remember again. Through that steadiness... The habit of glomming into objects and not noticing awareness starts to shift. That's really what we're doing here. We're shifting our habit of it's all about the object. You know it's all about the object when you're really in reaction to. This isn't right. This should be. No, 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 no. It's all about me. All of those stuff going on. That's when all the attention is in the object. And so as this steady continuity, we start to get more and more of a trust in recognizing the awareness and then being able to feel into, is it right attitude, is it wrong attitude, 
right or wrong, okay, tricky words. Is it um, with wisdom or with confusion, with kalesa? And so this is, we're heading in the direction of acceptance. And so this is uh, where we can start to notice that. So, of course, you know, when there's wise view, right view, when there's not a wrong view in the mind, in the mind that's observing, the kind of barest, uh, lowest level description of that is in that moment, the awareness isn't colored by wanting, isn't colored by aversion, isn't colored by confusion. And again, Sadal is like an obvious way to notice that. Not like, oh, I can't tell. Is there aversion? Is there confusion? I don't know. One way, if there's agitation in the mind, bingo. One of those things is present. In the mind not being seen. Another way of noticing when they're in the mind not being seen is if the observing mind, you really feel very present with the observing mind, But the more you're present with the observing, the more agitated or the more discontent or the more struggle there comes to be. Almost always they're either observing in order to make something stop or pretending you're not but secretly hoping. More like that. (laughs) Secretly hoping. When right view comes, it will stop. Didn't Sayadaw say there's no more pain with right view? So it will stop. But that's not. That's not how there's no more pain. <clears throat> the pain is in the mind. <laughs> so if you're secretly hoping it will stop, that's a good sign. Ah, oh, let me check the quality in the mind that's aware. Or with expectation, <clears throat> trying to make something happen. And that can be so tricky. We really think, oh no, I'm just present, just like it. I, I'm just being totally with how it is. And way in the back, But I know it could be like this. It was like this. Or I heard someone else say, and that's better than this. Secretly back there. So practicing, paying attention in order for something to happen. It's wanting. And we can start to feel these in our mind. You can feel. And it's different for each of us, but you can really learn for yourself. It's the only way. You think you're really present. I mean, I see this in myself all the time. I'm really with something, some mood, something, and there's awareness. I'm seeing it. I could pick it apart. I could describe it to you. I can describe the sensations. I can describe the thoughts. I can describe the images. But it's getting more and more and more and more tight. And I can, ah, right, object and knowing of object. Tune into the knowing, and right away I can feel the tension, the heaviness, the contraction. I may not even know if it's greed or aversion, but it doesn't matter. Right then, I can see, oh yeah, there's a wrong view right here. And then you don't have to figure it out. That becomes the next arising object. That's what's so wonderful. This is where nothing's a problem. Oh, greed is like this. Here's greed. In that moment, greed's the object, and the mind awareness can be noticing greed with wise view. It can be awareness of greed, but greed isn't coloring the awareness of the greed. Do you get what I mean? That's possible. Or there could be awareness of greed that's filled with aversion. So then you notice that. Do you see what I mean? But so it's not that greed's the enemy or aversion's the enemy 
or uh, me, 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 that's the third one. We're looking at something and it's all about what does this say about me? What does this mean to me? What does this mean for my future? What does this say about my past? That's the third delusion, you know, sense of me. Instead of just seeing it as nature, cause and effect, it's all about me. That's the other delusion. So we get more and more familiar with these, so we trust for ourselves. So knowing that whatever arises, physical, mental, arises, and there's knowing of it. And as we begin to keep noticing both of those, tuning into the knowing, it gets more and more um, familiar when the knowing, when that moment of awareness is colored with kalesa, with greed, with wanting, with confusion. And as I say, once we recognize them, it's not like they're the enemy, just another arising. But the reason they're called kalesa or defilements or torments is because when it's not recognized in awareness, it colors everything and colors our actions, colors our decisions. So, let's see. So I wanted to talk about that because this is where we come to acceptance. And I want to use the example Sayadaw used of uh, talking about um, torpor yesterday in the sitting. So, so you're sitting, walking, whatever, and you become aware of real sleepiness in the mind, heaviness, torpor in the body. Sure, that's just an object arising, like anything. Oh, torpor's like this. This is torpor. And the mind with, uh, without kalesa can recognize the heaviness in the body, the dullness in the mind, the hypnagogic images, and it can recognize, okay, this is torpor. The steadiness of awareness and why we keep remembering over and over and over. What the continuity does is reveal the wisdom. It allows the wisdom to arise of cause and effect. You know? So it's not just one moment of torpor, then we space out, or one moment of torpor and we hate it, so we jump up and go running outside but filled with aversion. That's not helpful. We can just uh, be aware of it, moment after moment after moment, with wise attitude. And then we see it, that's acceptance. This wise attitude allows the mind to recognize the object as it is. With Kalesa, we can't recognize it as it is. It's going to have some concept on it. With wise attitude, torpor is a concept already, but you can feel sensations in the body, you can notice the mood in the mind, you can notice if there's a vert, all of that. And that's fine, that's acceptance. This is how it is right now. But the quality in the mind that's aware, acceptance doesn't mean, and this is what Sayadaw really wants you to get, acceptance doesn't mean we stop being aware. So sometimes we've been struggling with something, we go, oh, finally I accept it. And then it's like break time. Okay, I've accepted it, no more problem, you know? The mind's at ease. So check out. No. The, the, Wise attitude, as I said, the the minimum of wise attitude is no greed, hatred, or confusion, just for a moment. But wise attitude is also, wisdom has the qualities of confidence that gives energy to keep noticing what's happening, to keep the sati, the awareness, moment to moment alive. The stability 
that again, those qualities allow the wisdom to develop. So aware of torpor in the body, in the mind, oh fine, this is just how it is. But we don't stop being aware. So the mind that's looking, well, how is it? How is it this moment? How is it this moment? Keeping the steadiness and then naturally cause and effect will start to be clear. And where we take acceptance is a kind of a passive, okay, it's like this, there's nothing to do. Where the torpor becomes a habit of dullness in the mind that's paying attention. Just like if we have a habit of aversion to whatever's arising, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that. I could say, well, that's just a habit of mind, that's wise attitude. But keeping on going, I don't like that, I don't like, you know, and not noticing it is just feeding that habit. So same with torpor, we notice it. But when we notice in the mind, torpor is like this in the mind, it's become the object, but we never abandon awareness, that quality of interest, that quality of confidence, sadha, virya, perseverance, when he defines virya as perseverance, it's right here. Not to make the torpor itself go away, but to keep injecting interest, perseverance, ongoing, nonstop, long-term awareness, even when there's torpor. So that the habits in the observing mind also then become an object of awareness. And what we're doing is taking our stand moment to moment in the energy, the interest, the curiosity, the purity of awareness, no matter what's happening. So do you get a sense acceptance is seeing clearly, but it doesn't mean stopping being alive and interested and awake. Whatever's happening, we take our stand in that steady, awake, interested awareness. That's not aversion. It's not greed. You can tell when it goes into, but it's this stand in awareness, whatever's happening. And then if you see, for example, torpors become a habit of the mind. He was giving all these funny examples last night about some guy who wanted, came to the center and wanted to sit all night. And he, he didn't have the, the steadiness of mind or energy to do it, but he wouldn't listen and so the side I went on and on how for years the guy kept trying to sit all night and he would just, you know, rock, you know, just the whole night. And so then, because he wouldn't stop doing that, he would rock all day and it basically became the habit of his mind in practice. And so wise attention isn't to try and achieve some idea we make up, but what's happening now? Oh, this torpor's become a habit of mind. You see, you're seeing that with awareness, not with judgment. What can I do to break this habit? Try sleeping. Or, but you know, it can be just something that's quite intelligent. You get a sense. Okay, that's enough.